Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Hustle Podcast. And this month, you can get into the all-new Nissan during the all-in clear-out event. Finance a 2021 Nissan Murano during the month of October for 0% for 60 months. Or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. With Regina Nissan, you don't have to wait for a vehicle. Come down and take the delivery of your new Nissan today. Make sure to head on down to Nissan Regina at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Alrighty, hey everybody, we're back from that episode Off the Hosel. It's episode 93. My name is Drew Kosher, I'm your host. And I'm joined by the stat guy, Rip, the intern, Turn Rip Winner. What's going on, Coach? Not too much, but it's a podcast day. Sunday night, recording. Uh, Sunday fun day. I think maybe it's time you're, you're full-time. Yeah, be rude not to. I mean, it's been crazy. You know, the last 20-some episodes, you've been the, the intern, and I think uh, people like the voice. What do you think about being full-time, Rip? I would love to. I don't, yeah, I don't know how, you might be lying about people liking my voice, but... <laughs> Whatever. No, they, they love the stories. I love being here. They love they love that you're the fastest man in the province. Yeah. You're stick on the course. Yeah. You're a winner. Winner winners win. And uh we're killing the podcast. Yeah. So uh, And you're missing one. Preseason MVP too. Oh, there it is. Seven <laughs> points, four games for the Cougs. Cougs are hot. Cougs are buzzing. Uh okay, so Rips full time. You're you're in. Yeah, man. Where's you're the contract? Not the intern we just signed it. Bonus? We'll see. Right. see, see, find, see I'll, be wa- for you. I'll be on waivers next week. <laughs> okay, no Troy today. Um, yeah, we I mentioned this podcast is brought to you by Nissan Regina, number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. Located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today to make the switch to drive Nissan. Uh, Rip, where are we recording from, as always? As always, we are recording at Divots Indoor Golf, located on Rochdale Boulevard. Fuck this week. Five days, I think. Five-day countdown. Five days. This place is opening up. It will be buzzing. Yeah. All the new rentals, too. Yeah. New big flat screen on the wall. Like, this place is buzzing. Looks sick. So make sure you book your tee times today. Call Divots. Get in here. Get in the men's lead and the ladies' lead. Play the men's nights, ladies' nights. Uh, book your staff parties. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a winter yeah. here. Come here with your friends. Absolutely. Get yeah. wasted. Play golf. Have fun. You know, please drive responsibly at all times, but yeah, definitely uh, have fun. Okay, Rip, let's go to our weekends quickly here. Uh, what was up with you? What's going on? Uh, obviously, you were in Manitoba, you mentioned last week, but uh, yeah, let's chat. Yeah, we were in Winnipeg this past weekend. Um, played Friday night, Saturday afternoon, split the weekend. So when you're in college, you just, anything on the road was split, especially like we have tight games against those guys. Yeah. It's always a war, so. You know, I think we're happy with the winning. We won Friday night 2-1. 
and then uh, lost uh, Saturday afternoon three one. Like those are two tight games. Those are playoff hockey. That's in preseason, dude. Yeah, love it. It's uh, yeah, it was a war. You know, I had a good time. Played well. Two apples on the weekend, so yeah, can't complain. There's a reason why you're the MVP of preseason. Yeah, seven points. Self-proclaimed. Games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what? Uh, well, we went golfing last week. Yeah, we did. On Thursday, Thursday, yeah, Thursday yeah. morning. Me, you, freezing Troy, our dinks off. Dan, Dannon, we all went out. Yeah, it was cold for 16 holes. Um, we played at the Great Lawn Creek, Avonlea there. Yep. Thanks to Brad and crew for treating us out again. Course was in great shape for that, you know. Yeah, it was. October. I thought the greens were really good. Um, they're too good. We were, we were missing putts like crazy. Yeah. And you're idiots. usually a nail gun putt. Yeah. Was, you need to make putts though. I. Nice burp. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was still a good time. Out and there. you didn't lose a golf ball. Yeah, how with that? That's impressive. That's, at, at Long Creek. At Long Creek, not bad. Stay that is hot. Impressive. What? Um, probably my last round of the year, though. Yeah, it's probably. Like I mean, it's the, starting to get cold out now. It's cold in the mornings, cold at evenings. I mean, I don't think I need out during the day. Just too busy with work. Yeah, but, and hockey, it's tough. Yeah. What? Um, let's jump to uh, you know last week's pod with Amber Balkin the. Professional NASCAR, dri- NASCAR driver. Sound. Um, that was a cool interview, though, because, like I said, you know, I learned a lot. I was, you know, intrigued by that she was saying how she got into it and, you know, winning in 2016, making history, you know, going through a terrible crash and then, like, not wanting to do it again. And then, you know, 48 hours later being like, ah, just kidding. You know, I want to do it again. And um, very intelligent, which is sick. And yep. I-, I learned a lot. You listen to it all? No. That's okay. Um, I, d- I did tell some of the boys on our bus ride, though. Like, Brendan Riddle, he's huge into F1 and, like, betting in the racing and stuff like that. Nice. And uh, I told him, we sit beside each other, or right across from each other in the, on the bus. And he's like, he's like, I told her, I was like, yeah, we um, interviewed a NASCAR driver. He's like, oh, who? I said, Amber. He's like, oh, that's like, I'm going to have to go listen. He's like, I love that shit. So, so him and then um, Tanner Campbell, Soup, he likes listening. He's, he's into F1, too, so. Pretty cool. We got a few new listeners just by expanding our horizons out of hockey and golfers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously the people that don't love that we do that yeah, can suck it. So, um, yeah, I want to talk hockey a little bit here because hockey starts up this upcoming Saturday. Or Tuesday, I guess it starts. Tuesday, the 12th. So, what are you liking thus far? Have you seen many uh, preseason games here, Rip? Where where do you see everyone's at? Um, I haven't seen too many games. I was watching the Oilers and Canucks game the other night. When uh, Cassian bonked his head, you see that? Yeah, I saw the fight out. Yeah. Did, did he fall and then when the head came down? Just I think he fell on his head and then McC- uh, was it McEwen? Zach McEwen? Maybe like fell on him like forearm to the back of the head and pushed his head into the ice. Did I know? I know one of the photographers for the Oilers, Dale McMillan. He posted his uh, Insta story of the pic, like a picture he took of it. This guy had the biggest goosebump on his forehead. Really? It was. It was actually like it was. Funny to see, but like oh, funny so to see yeah. the picture, not to see what ha- yeah. the result. Like when you see it live, you're like, oh my, like your heart kind of drops and you feel sick a little bit. But well, and he, he was kind of scared, obviously, too. But then you, you see how tough, like, you know, casting is. Like, they're calling for everyone, and then he got up. So yeah, it's good to see he just got up. Like, he's a, you know, missile. So gets up and just walk, goes to the bench and whatever. But yeah, scary to see that. But I mean, you know, fights are part of the game. Yeah, it is. If you um, don't like it, suck it. Yeah. I love fights. I want to bring up the um, Subban and Reeves. You watched it. Yep. 
checked it out. Yeah, I did. What uh, What are your thoughts on that? I know he's. Uh, he's gonna say he did say it's an accident. I think. I think it was somewhat of an accident, but I also think he did it on purpose. Like the result that came out of it, he didn't mean to do. But like, Subban's a low key like dirty cheap player. Which like, there's tons of guys like that where they like they do little jabs like that and yeah, like he yeah he's like he just he meant to like give him a kick or, or yeah. whatever just like put him off balance and he ends up just murdering or he murders knees day to day now yeah. but like he didn't want to injure him but he wanted to give him a shot like that to what um do you think Subban has to answer the bell when he's back yes yeah he didn't well, well yes, he it? didn't when Crider came out yeah. yeah but I mean if he it, does it right there it's over true like it's just stupid I hate like I hate that there was something similar like that in playoffs where a guy got hit and there was a scrum, nothing happened, and then that guy ends and then another guy ends up getting hurt because of yeah. just shit like that. Just answer the bell. Answer the bell, yeah. People don't like it. It is what it is. Yeah. Let's go to, uh, well, baseball, I guess. Baseball. I know the Yankees are out. Yanks are out. Um, we are now into divisional series. What's that mean? So, <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me again. Jesus, the baseball guy's Dez is gonna hate you. <laughs> He's gonna phone me. Coach is so fucking stupid. <laughs> you dumbass. Divisional series. That's where there's it's two series on each side of the, each league. So, um, well, come on, spit it out, baseball guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who's playing Dodgers? San Fran. That's a war. Okay. Those are the best two best of five, right? Yeah, best of five, and then it goes into the league finals or whatever, American League, National League, so then we'll go down to four teams and then the two. But, yeah, the two best teams in baseball right now, both won over 100 games. They're playing each other in the divisional. To move on. Yeah. So after the division, is that go to the final then or is that semifinal then? Next. Technically semifinal. So in baseball, do they have seven-game series? They have it all? Yeah, so ne- the next, so this series is five, and then the next two after this is seven. Seven, seven. Yeah. Okay, cool. Love to hear it. Um, what else we got? I don't know, the Shriners right now is playing right now. Yeah. It's, we're it's watching up. it. Yeah, watching it live right now. Yeah, Let's watch the golf stats here. Uh, Golf stats, Matt Wolf. this guy's been on a little bit of hiatus, but he's second place right now, minus 16, or 17. Nice. At the time, yeah. Hadwin's T10, minus 14. Friend of the show. Yeah, ever heard of him? <laughs> Canadian gay. Uh, this is Bob Buckley. <laughs> His name? No, it's Hayden. Oh. Bob Buckley. Hayden Buckley. He's minus 7 through 11 on right now. So he just came out of nowhere from the weeds. Dude. So he's minus 16. Now he's T3. If he gets a top five finish, Buckley's cough syrup will sponsor him. <laughs> what, what is their slogan? Tastes terrible, but it works or something like that? Makes sense. Like Pepto? Yeah. Never had Pepto, so I don't know. It's kind of like Pink Whitney. Pretty nasty, though. Pretty sick. <laughs> kind of like Pink. Well, there's a free ad. What, um... I wanted to bring up uh, how are all the Canadians doing? Like, where was Connors at? You mentioned Hadwin. Uh, T36 for Connors at minus. He finished uh, minus 10. He's already finished. Taylor is was minus 8, T48. Pendrith, minus 8, T48. Uh, here we go. Now we're getting into the cuts. Sloan, minus 2. Cut. Snipped. Svensson. 
Haircut. Spanny. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's it for Canadians. What's up next week for the golf? What are they playing? The CJ Cup. Nice. Summit Club. The Canadian Here. Junior Cup. Yep. What was it buzzing? We didn't even talk about your weekend. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, I spent some time with my gal's family was in town. Uh, we had a hockey game Saturday night. Storm. Storm game, yeah. And then... Obviously, you don't want to talk about it. Nah. <laughs> not overly happy. But it's only game three of the season, so we got a lot of work to do here, but it's early. Um, Sunday, I you know, I spent time with my family. Um, I think I'm going to play out safe tonight as we're recording this. I just... You just decided? I just, I just don't have a whole lot of like, yeah, I'm going to go to the rink and play hockey. I just don't want to play. Busy with coaching and other shit. I just... Yeah. Like, I want to play, but I don't, if that makes sense, right? Like, you know, when you're done after two days on the weekend, you're just like, hey, you want to play Monday night? You're like, no. No. You're just oh, tired, yeah. right? So Sundays. Like, with me, coaching like... and stuff, it's just still, I put in 12 hour days. I'm just tired. Yeah. So, we'll probably go play tonight. We'll see. And then, obviously, Monday we're off from work, and everyone's on a, on a holiday. But then I'm back on the ice Tuesday morning, Thursday Not the morning. Cougs. No, he's back from grinding. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Backstage, pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I'll cry. But, yeah. No, oh. weekend was good. It was busy, like I said. And then uh, we have a busy week this week with hockey. We have practices Tuesday morning and night. And then Thursday morning and night. Game Wednesday. And then we're on the road up north this afternoon. Northern Swing. Northern Swing. <laughs> <laughs> Northern Swing. Yeah. Play the play the Royals and the Chiefs up there. So uh, it, That's next weekend, right? Yep. Coming yeah. up. Yep. Yeah, we're excited. Boys are... Uh, During my home opener. Home opener weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll miss that one. Sorry. I can't wait, dude. We got a new Under Armour unis. Really? Yeah. The school switched from Nike to Under Armour. So I don't know shit. Give me a shirt or something. That t-shirt that says like Cougar Hockey or something. I'll wear it. Maybe. Nice practice. What are you, small? <laughs> <laughs> a large. But I have lost six pounds though, if you've noticed. Yeah, I can see it in your cheeks. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I actually have lost six pounds. I don't, know, I don't know where it went, but I mean, it's, it's, it's leaving. I also have an eight in 12 days, but I mean, that probably didn't help. Uh, do you eat much when you coach on those days? Or are you just so no. focused on the game? I, I don't. I have like three coffees, six waters, and then I just piss all day. <laughs> like I'm, I just don't eat. I usually have a breakfast, sam- a breakfast sandwich or a bagel, yep. and then I don't eat till after the game. Psychopath. You're nuts. Yeah, chew 30 pieces of gum. <laughs> that's about it. You suck back water and <laughs> chew gum. Yes, that's all I do. Uh, okay, let's talk about our guest today. You know him. Everyone knows him. If you don't know him, you don't watch enough hockey or junior hockey. Started calling games when he was 19, I believe, for the Esteban Bruins, the team that you played for. Yeah, wagon. Called a lot of games for the Saskatoon Blades at the time when Joey was playing, Wendell, Twister, Chase. Called a lot of fights. No shit. Calls the play-by-play for the Flames. Ever heard of the NHL team? Flames? Yeah. So this guy, and a down-to-earth person. Like, doesn't take anything for granted. He's a really good dude. Um, Peter Lombardius. Like, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. <laughs> Is that like the, like the mascot? No, that's Peter Puck in Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Pete Lombardius. I thought it was a great interview. 48 minutes with him. We chat hockey. We chat golf. We chat everything. Like he, 
Uh, he was grinding on the road at 18 and worked with the Bruins. And then Notre Dame picked him up when they were on their run for the, what do you call the RBC Cup? I don't know, Air Canada Cup at the time? Centennial. Yeah, way back when, when Notre Dame was going for it, they picked him up for the road trip and then the whole event. And then, long story short, the Blades offered him a job. And I don't know, worked at the Pats first. And then uh, got over the Blades, and now he's in the NHL. So What a life. Yeah, pretty sick calling hockey games Yeah, for uh, for a living. But anything to add before we send it over to Peter? Nope. Let's fire it up. All right, Peter Lombardius, episode 93. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. All righty, we are pleased to have on today from Saskatoon. He's a Canadian sportscaster serving as the color commentator for Sportsnet 960. The fan also covers the Calgary Flames. Longtime broadcaster covering junior hockey. Has been to numerous Memorial Cups. So that's quite the intro. And after all that, we are pleased to have on Peter Lubardius. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, My pleasure, guys. When that name pops up in my inbox, I'm good. (laughs) I am all good. Good Saskatchewanites. Great last name, great background, and, uh, you know, grew up watching um, this fairly tough gentleman by the name of Joey, (laughs) who, you know, put on a few quality performances that uh, even further hooked me on my love affair with junior hockey since I was a really little guy. So my pleasure. Well, maybe speaking for myself, but I definitely miss those genes of uh, Joey. Uh, on the tough side of things, but I'm not sure about my brother. But uh, yeah. yes, Joe was definitely a tough customer for sure. Uh, Pete, first off, we want to, you know, what's up with you? What's new? What's going on? Obviously, hockey's right around the corner here. Um, you know, walk us through where you're at and what's going on. Well, hockey for me has started in a big way between calling two rookie games and seven preseason games it feels like we're in the middle of the season already to be frank and with travel which was awesome because you know last year with covid we didn't have an opportunity to travel we did all the road games for the flames from our radio studio boardroom downtown um and that needless to say is not the ideal way to call a hockey game in any way shape or form so at this point, knock on wood and knock on, you know, that C word that nobody likes, that it doesn't take a massive turn. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's great to be back. And it's great to be back so far where things are a lot more like they used to be. You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, we just, we had our first two, two right season games, you know, this past, this past week. And, you know, you, you are right, though. I mean, that, that C word that no one wants to hear, we want to kind of, you know, get the full season done and get kind of whatever back to normal is. So, you know, it looks like the NHL and 
everyone else below them is following, you know, the right protocols and hopefully that we can get back to whatever normal it is. So seems you're going good so far. Yes. Which is nice. It is. And, uh, you guys had a nice shootout win the other night too. I saw. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. We, uh, we won four, three in a shootout. So it was good. We're, you know, three you beat, of possible you beat the, points. You beat the capitals. Correct. Yeah. That was, the capitals. Uh, that was Drew's first win as his professional head coach. <laughs> yes. I saw, I, I saw the uh, new assignment. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, Peter, I, I want to ask first. Saskatoon born and raised, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay, growing up in Saskatoon, uh, what sorts of hobbies were you up to as a youngster? What were you doing? Were you playing hockey, baseball? Um, you know, walk us through what Golf. you were doing. Yeah. I, I was, Troy, and I know your love affair and involvement with golf. Um, the sad part for me about golf today as a 56 year old i was better at seven um and and i mean seven years old i've anyway um no i uh i've loved sports since before i could even remember i attended my first blade game at three years of age um that's when my mom and dad started taking me to the rink and uh you know i was a pretty good little hockey player until i got to be 14 or 15 um, I played baseball. I played triple a baseball all the way up until I left Saskatoon to start my career in Estevan, Saskatchewan in 1984, when I was 18, um, there would be no way guys to tell you how many sporting events I attended as a kid, especially between the ages of 14 to 18, I was probably in the 200 a year neighborhood between playing watching i also worked for a number of years on top of that with the saskatoon harmony center ladies senior a softball team that won a couple of national championships so to suggest that sports has been my life uh would be underselling it yeah no Un underselling it yes <laughs> so moving into the future you said saskatoon that's where you yeah. grew up um you went to a well-known place that I actually checked out when I was, I don't know, 19 years old. You went to Western Academy Broadcasting College. I did. I kind of still wish to this day I would have stuck it out, but I didn't. Anyways, you did. Yeah, now we started call, the podcast you, now. You so. can call me after and I'll give you maybe 10 or 15 reasons why, especially today, maybe that wasn't the world's best idea. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Thank <laughs> you. Not, not, not true. I just, yes. <laughs> So yeah, you went to WABC. I, I mean, you, you, you made quite a name for yourself ever since. Uh, where did the passion for sports journalism, broadcasting come from? And like, how, how did it all come about? I, I think, I think Troy started again, just, just really early. Um, just my love affair for sports. And, and I knew from a really young age, a couple of things that I wanted to have a life and try to find a way to be paid for my love and my passion. Um, I never met a conversation, especially about sports. I didn't like, um, you know, my mom always said your big mouth would get you into trouble. Um, she was not completely wrong on that account, but, but I knew from about the time I was six or seven in all sincerity that, you know, I was going to head into the broadcasting field, hopefully, and that that would turn out. It was, my single and sole focus, certainly by the time I got to high school. In fact, um, my old buddy, another great Saskatoon guy, 
Ray Morrison and I um, made our television debut at 14 years of age on Telecable 10 in Saskatoon, calling about four Saskatoon and area high school football games. So yeah, the love of like there, you know, I was really lucky. There was really never much doubt about where I wanted to try and go with it. I had no idea whether it was going to work or not, but I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So, so finishing up at WABC, you know, you're now you're moving on to the real world. You got to pay the bills. Um, who gave you your first start? And I mean, how did it go? Well, Ray Morrison graduated from Western Academy the semester before I did. Um, I had to work for a semester in order to be able to pay to go to school. Um, so he started early in 19. 19- 1984 after his semester at CJSL and Estevan and um, of all things guys the news director position came up because Ray was doing sports and I had about this much interest in doing news but it was a way to get my foot in the door and so I took it my boss John Empey in Estevan told me probably about three months after Ray left to go to CKOM in Saskatoon, that it was a good thing because I might not have kept my news job much longer, (laughs) but Ray left. And, you know, in the summer of 1985, I became, you know, the sports guy at CJSL and the voice of the Bruins and on and on and on. So that's, that's how it started. And I can say this, I wouldn't pass on those four years for anything. It set the foundation for everything I was able to do. Um, You know, I was 18, I was terrified, leaving home, giving this a try. You said, Troy, like paying your own bills, making sure your laundry's clean and a lot of those things. And when you grew up, when I did, um, I generally had people to take care of a lot of those things. So it was all brand new. Now my rent was $150 a month and my <laughs> paycheck and my paycheck wasn't much more than that. Um, but those, like I said, those four years and I did everything. I, I, you know, we broadcast the Estevan men's fastball league. I did big six hockey league games, obviously was the voice of the Bruins. Um, I played both baseball and softball I coached hockey and softball. It was, you know, didn't really have a responsibility or care in the world. And uh, it was, it was awesome. So it was great. After Estevan, I'm just curious because Drew's, Drew's quite a bit younger than myself. So I, I remember you, Pete, calling Pat's games. Like that's yeah. how I right. recognize you and voice and whatnot. Uh, but between there and, and Regina, did you have any other stops? No, I didn't. No, so you went directly left. from Estevan to the Pats? I did. I uh, was lucky enough in my last year in Estevan to call the Notre Dame Hounds run to the Centennial Cup in 1988. Right. Uh, Notre Dame, needless to say, as you guys are familiar, do not have their own radio station in Wilcox. So my boss came to me and at the end of the Bruins season <sighs> and then at the end Notre Dame beat Yorkton that year to win the SJHL title and said, Hey, Peter, would you have any interest in broadcasting Notre Dame's road to the Centennial Cup, of which I did about 700 fist pumps and ran around the building (laughs) 
26 times and had an incredible spring. And in the fall of 88, my uh, mentor and friend and somebody I've worked with and have known since I was 15, Roger Millions, was at CKCK Radio in, in Regina and said, you know, I'm putting together a sports department. I'd like you to be a part of it. So moved there. Uh, the next season, we got the rights at CKCK to do Pats games and um, started that part of the adventure and was in Regina for, you know, five years before I moved to Saskatoon and went from radio into TV. And with this ugly mug, I'm not really sure how that happened, but it happened. I'm sorry. I got to ask one. Here. Okay. okay. I, I don't know where you're going with this, but I wanted to ask because I think I saw last year in, was it uh, the playoffs, your son calling a game via from the living room. Is that correct? Well, my son who's on the spectrum, he's autistic, um, is an incredible lover of NASCAR. Oh, cool. Okay. So, um, he abs- he might like NASCAR as much as I like hockey. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, tell him to tell him to listen to last week's podcast because we had a the female driver, um, Amber Balkan. Yeah, NASCAR. She's yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. We had her on, I, I, I I will do that. Um, so for whatever reason, um, you know, from the time he was really young, whenever sports would come on, not that he had great interest in it, but if yeah. we'd be sitting there together, he'd go. Hey dad, call the game. So I'd usually call whatever it was on TV. Um, and I guess in some way, shape or form, I guess there's proof that he's my kid because, um, (laughs) he loves it. And, you know, his first kind of video went pretty viral. Absolutely. It was awesome. When he called the end of, um, the 2019, final race where his favorite driver Kyle Busch ended up winning the championship so um yeah he he loves it and I think he's got a bit of a gift for it the only issue is when you grow up in Canada not a lot of broadcasting spots for NASCAR (laughs) true that is true yeah I I actually did one question I wanted to ask Peter was and I'm sorry I'm going back to the Pats thing no don't but in your time calling Pats games who Mm -hmm. Who is the best player that you got to watch every day and call? Oh, I love that question, but it's not because an easy to me. One. I still know my favorite all time, and I'm 40, so I, I just you, you know what? You know what? It's it's funny. It's an awesome question. Um, yeah, in my time as the voice of the Pats, it would be hard to think that Mike Sillinger probably wasn't the best player that I had a chance and called his last couple of seasons. Um, You know, I would probably put him first, but, you know, Jason Smith, who went on to have an excellent career primarily in Edmonton um, was just a whale of a guy, Louis Dumont, Jeff Shantz go on down the line it's probably easier, Troy, for me to answer the question about who is probably the best junior you ever watched growing up. Yeah. And, you know, Sackick and Flurry obviously come to mind. But for me, Dale Durkach, the rat, if you All go right. back and look at his numbers in Regina, 
Um, and I could now, now there, the craziest story of my life is this. <laughs> I could not have despised the Regina Pats as a kid more. Like it would have been impossible <laughs> because I love the blades beyond belief. And I think I missed four home games in about a five year span, you know, in the eighties, um, in the late seventies and early eighties. So you know, to become the voice of the Pats in my first Western League <laughs> gig was ironic. But but Durkach, who I could not stand as a player, and I told him, um, and we've laughed about it because he's such an amazing guy. Oh yeah, great person. He he's just dynamite, and but he might be the best junior in a sense that I ever watched. So I mean, wow. those 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 numbers were yeah, staggering. So Peter, Peter answered Dirk Hatch. Now I'm just do this real quick. Drew, in your short time on earth, best, best, uh, Pat you've watched. Best Pat. Yeah. I know mine. So, well, I mean, I think Jordan Everly has got to be up there. Ebbs. I mean, Ebbs are. Don't take mine. Like Sam Steele's. Yeah. I don't know. Probably Jordan Everly. I mean, maybe, maybe before that Matt Hubbard. And I'm know. a Matt Hubbard guy. You just took my guy. I still, like, day, that kid had so much talent, so much talent. He's so much oh, great. Great skater, old number 21. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was from Winnipeg, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. he was. Um, Actually, yeah, you, know, was. you know who was a good one, though? Pete was a uh, Wacy Rabbit. I mean, unless we're talking junior guys now, but he was a hell of a junior player. He's still a good player. He's, he's a great junior, and what a great job he does in this day and age to grow the Indigenous community. And Absolutely. he's doing unbelievable work away from it. And you know, I, I, I watched Wacy a lot. You know, my favorite Wacy memory goes back to the Memorial Cup in 2007. They opened, the Giants opened the tournament against the OHL champion Plymouth Whalers on opening Friday night. And in a great game, um, James Neal was the big star of the Plymouth Whalers yeah. that particular year. And, and others, Michael Neuver was their goalie and going down the line but uh Wacy Rabbit scored the overtime winner in that game and helped to start propel the Giants to the 2007 Memorial Cup title yeah and that was a good final between the Tigers and cool. the Giants correct yeah that and, was the Chris Russell one of Elm. yeah I did eight and uh, wish I could have done 80 uh, <laughs> um but um that, that's another story uh but yeah, that, you know, the show those two teams put on in the seven game Western Hockey League final was one of the great finals that I've ever, you know, not necessarily been a part of, but that I watched and, you know, the double overtime winner by, by Bosch in the fog in the Medicine Hat Arena yeah. in game seven, and then two classic matchups at the Memorial Cup because the Tigers won the round robin game one to nothing to yeah. advance directly to the final and then you know the shift by Lucic and the 3-1 win in front of an amazing packed house at the Pacific Coliseum yeah that was might have been the best Memorial Cup final of the eight that I got a chance to call I know we're kind of bouncing all over the place here Drew sorry but I just lots of questions keep flowing inside my mind so well so, keep them in your head because <laughs> I get mine going here no I know so uh, Peter I mean what do you, what's better for you in your profession? Is it calling the NHL games or the junior hockey? What, what, what do you enjoy more? 
And I know you're getting paid to do the NHL games. I understand that. But in your own mind, what, what would you get you know, out of? You know what? Um, you know, the eight years that I was the voice of the CHL at Sportsnet is, is arguably the greatest times I've ever had. Um, you know, listen, I, I don't take for granted. I'm so lucky after... I lost my gig at Sportsnet in 2011 to bounce back and now do color on the radio. But, you know, I love calling games play-by-play wise. Um, You know, because of my history growing up with the Western Hockey League, loving it so much for me, and I say this to everybody, the Western Hockey League is more like family than it is anything else. It was such a huge part of my upbringing and getting me through and, that's that's another podcast for another time but guys um i share this a lot i try not to get emotional every time i do but there would i watched every single memorial cup on television starting in 1973 never missed one um and and that event was so big and so my first one was in 04 in Kelowna mm-hmm. and I remember going to the rink we did we you know we did the whole tournament and the first game was off off the hop but I went to the rink for a four o'clock start in Kelowna and I got to the rink at 12 30 there were no lights there was nobody in the rink and I remember looking down at the ice and nobody in the building and seeing you know the logos and Memorial Cup 2004 and I thought oh my god you have watched this final every single year since you were seven years old. And today you get to call this game to the country. So yeah. pretty cool that yeah, just... uh, I got, I got goosebumps right now from head to toe. So yeah, I, I love, I, I love all levels of hockey. I've been so fortunate. You know, I did eight games at the winter Olympics in 2010 um, which was another incredible highlight for me. But yeah, those those eight Memorial Cups I did, I, I cherish beyond belief. So I hope that kind of answers yeah. that question the best. that Very I well, it does. So Pete, I want to talk about, I mean, obviously you covered a lot of junior hockey, but yes. a lot of people don't know, maybe they do, maybe they don't, that you and I have something in common. You know, I'm a scout, I'm a hockey coach, director of player personnel. Mm-hmm. You were a scout. And in fact, for the Red Deer Rebels, um, how did that come about? Was that just because, you know, obviously you're in the game, you're on the team, you're, you know, you know, the game, um, walk us through how you got a, you know, a scouting day with, with well, I mean, I owe a lot to Brent Sutter because that opportunity drew came after I was let go at Sportsnet television in the summer of 2011. And, um, you know, as much as I love calling the games, you know, my favorite part really in many ways about sports is the evaluation side and watching young players grow. And I've always had great fascination. I watch, you know, I watch a ton of games. I love it. I love it at those levels where you try to see or guess or get a read on guys coming up through the ranks. So, you know, to this day, I still have, um, hopes down the road that I'll get another opportunity 
to do that. I think I'm far more ready today to, yeah. to take that on. Um, you know, I've, I haven't shared this with anyone. Um, I'm so grateful to Brent that for one year I got an opportunity to try it and do it. It was a great indoctrination to it. But to be frank, I was, I was still so hurt by what had happened. Like I was just, yeah. like it's the most devastating thing that ever happened. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ready to truly, and I, I went, I documented it because I had a buddy challenge me, a uh, guy that does the morning show here at the fan, Dean Mulberg said, I want you to do me a favor. Count how many games you go to this season as a scout. And it was 310. Um, so I wasn't going to get cheated in the amount of games that I went to, but let's just say with, you know, 10 more years of experience and being around the NHL and getting to know more people. And, you know, I've learned so much, you know, I've been going to hockey school my whole life. Yeah. No you know, me. that's what I say to people. And, and I've learned everything by asking questions and being around some of the best people and watching. So, yeah, I have, I, I hope for me, there's some kind of chapter potentially coming next in terms of scouting, regardless of maybe even the level, because I love it. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So kind of want to roll into a two-part question and you're kind of leaning towards one of the ones I was going to ask you. Mm -hmm. The first one was, we know you've covered hockey, lots and lots of hockey. Mm -hmm. A, what is the most exciting game or event that you have witnessed? Now, it might be the Memorial Cup you were talking about, like calling that game. Yeah. And B, what is Peter Lombardius' holy grail of broadcasting? Like, what, 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 what is your end game? Like, what would just make you go, okay, I'm good, I can retire? Well, you know, he came on today. He's, 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 he's excited. <laughs> this is it. You know what, guys? <laughs> I, I can honestly say this to you. There's only one thing left, and I don't think I'll ever get an opportunity to do it. And that's, I did a world junior exhibition game from Sweden oh. in 2003, leading up to the 2004 tournament in Helsinki. Um, you know, I called a Canada Russia junior super series in 2007, which was another just incredible experience um, because my holy grail in sports is simple. If you wear the Maple Leaf in almost any team sport, like that moves the needle for me like nothing. Wow. Nothing moves it. In fact, I'm fired up right now because we're about to play Mexico in a massive World Cup soccer qualifying game tonight. So after I'm done with you guys, that uh, is in my travels tonight. So, you know, that's the holy grail. That game that I talked about, um, Troy, you know, would have been as special a single event that I've ever done just because it was such a true dream come true. Right. Um, having an opportunity to, you know, call that super series and call that exhibition game. Uh, and, you know, my first game at the Olympics was in Vancouver was borderline mind blowing. Now I didn't get a chance to do any Canadian games because guys by the name of Cuthbert and Miller uh, looked after that and a little ahead of me on the depth chart. 
but I was the number three guy on that crew. And, you know, my first game was Yarmer Jagger and the Czechs against the Slovaks. So, wow. you know, the only thing is I never got a chance to do a world junior tournament game for real. Well, but, I'm out, gonna, but, I'm but outside out. of that, I have, I can honestly say I can close this computer, walk away tomorrow. And outside of that, like when I was in Estevan, I wanted to do one Western league game or one game on the radio period to yeah. call one hockey game. 37 years later, it's uh, yeah. did a few. just a tad better than I would have ever. Well, I think, I think Drew, myself and our listeners will have a hashtag going out about something about you getting to do the world juniors here. We'll, we'll try and help you out as much as we can. <laughs> I don't think TSN's that interested at this point, but if they phone, I'll listen. <laughs> All right, Pete, we want to talk quickly here. Um, we want to test your knowledge on just the Canadian teams, the NHL teams. And, yeah. you know, where do you see who's the best, who's the worst? What do you like? What, dis- what dislikes? Uh, let's start off with the Leafs, and then we'll uh, break down the Flames, Habs, Jets, Canucks, Ottawa, and sure. the others. So let's go ahead with the Leafs. Well, in Toronto, I don't think there's been a question about talent. I also don't think there's been a question about their inability to get over when it matters the most. Yeah. And for this group, you know, it's probably overdue at this point. Um, and, and yet here they are now back in the Atlantic division, which is just loaded to the point where I don't think it's even a cinch that they finish in the top three, right? Like not even close to being a cinch. Yeah. It's so, yeah um you know incredibly talented they've tried the last two years you know to add some more grit some more different types of depth um but they're still a very 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 good team and you know we'll see if i think last year's disappointment was probably the worst you know that path to most of us including myself look like they were destined for the final four. So to lose, blow a three, one lead where had they been a little more assertive, they had Montreal completely on the ropes and they couldn't put them away in game five. And we know the rest of that story for Montreal. So yeah, I still think the Leafs, there's some issues there, but we'll see. And at a certain point in time, you know, it's it's going to be up to Matthews and Marner to be the guys yep. to, to drive it. And Absolutely. they're great players. Take not, I don't take, but again, and and I am this guy probably to a fault. I I understand the importance of what you do in the regular season, but you want to win me over, get it done in the playoffs. Yeah, because if you don't win the last game of the season. Nobody cares. Well, win a, win a series, Toronto. You haven't done that yeah. since I was still covering the Leafs in the early 2000s. <laughs> well, yeah. They, uh, I think it's now or never for that team. But, I mean. You know my feelings, Drew, so I'm not going to get into it. And I'm not a Leafs fan, so. All right. Well, let's spin it to the Flames. Uh, I, know, I know you cover that team quite closely, Peter. So, uh, <laughs> walk us through. Uh, what are you thinking there? Well, major change last year when Daryl Sutter returned. Um, you know, if 
thought there might be some more changes of significance in the off season. It's been a core group that's had lots of up and downs and again, haven't been able to take care of more business when it's mattered the most. You know, they've added some veteran guys in the bottom of their lineup who are, you know, I don't know if, if I, you get hung up a little bit, I think people do on what a Daryl Sutter player is or what they aren't. Yeah, But they're going to have to be a team that defends incredibly well, gives up very little. I think they're going to be, you know, with, with Zadorov and Good Branson and others, I think they're going to be harder to play against this year. Um, they're probably going to be somewhat challenged to score. But, you know, as Daryl says, and it's well documented, you know, the NHL in many ways is a three-team, is a three-two league. You take a look. Not a lot of teams get the four on a regular basis. In fact, I think last season, there was only two teams in the NHL that averaged four goals a game. Mm -hmm. So so if you can keep your opponent to two and get to three, you have a chance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, let's jump to the Habs. Obviously, we saw their success last year. where, where do you uh, where do you see them in the in, in their divisions and whatnot? Well, I mean, the mass, Carey Price too. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you have to start there, and and I just hope you know. Yeah. Been watch been watching Kerry since his junior days with the Tri City Americans, and uh, I still for me today, if I have one game to play and I need one goalie, he's the guy. For me personally, it's him. Now Vasilevsky might have moved a little closer for me to that ledger um so i hope he can get healthy um be well again uh, don't know what he's going through but yeah it's obviously not good and um don't the habs have jake allen as their backup though they do so, and you know he, that's a saving grace for them he's he, solid he, it, he is solid and they also have a young man by the name of caden primo who is keith primo's son who Correct, played right the u.s at the world junior a couple of years ago and he's good i i i watched him a few times well probably six or seven times between watching him in laval with the rocket and watching him against the flames a couple of nights so but and i carry price the the big loss for me in montreal and i don't think it can be understated is shea weber Yeah. Yeah. yeah i think shea weber has been one of the elite superstar superstar defenders for well over a decade look at his track record yeah he's a winner and and go back and watch the 2016 world cup go watch the most recent stanley cup run go back and watch 2014 at the olympics when he and mark edward vlasic were impossible to score against yeah you know 2010 you know the tournament he really started to make a name for himself 2005 with Dion Phaneuf as the shutdown pairing at the world junior and grand forks. I mean, there is a group of Canadian players that we have been so blessed to watch that kind of core group. A lot of it came from that 2005 team Bergeron, Crosby, Perry, Getzlaff, Carter, Weber go on down the line you know, think about what they have done professionally and internationally. And, and, you know, Shea is just an awesome person. Um, you know, got to know him 
pretty well in those days covering a world junior and two Memorial cups that he played in. So that leadership, you know, the effect he has on others, that, that guy's going to be tough. Now, do I like a lot of their pieces? I do. Yeah. And, and Nick Suzuki might not be on Canada's Olympic team this time, but if they're going in 2026, they'll be there. As my friend Cam Moon always gets a kick of when I do this, you can book mom and dad's tickets for Italy right now. Right now. Yeah. So, I agree. How yeah, much, they've, they've how got much, some good pieces. How much do you think it hurts that they lost, and I'm going to screw his name up, Cot- Niemi? You know what? I, I think, I think Troy, it would have been a bigger loss if they didn't obtain Christian Dvorak from Arizona. He, he, you know, people don't know a lot about him. He had an incredible junior career in London. Um, You know, his line mates were Kachuk and Marner, maybe one of the best junior lines I've seen maybe ever. Um, He's a really good two-way centerman, smart, reliable. You know, I, I, and when you lose, don't forget they lose Deneau too, who left for LA and free agency. So um, the Kotkaniemi loss would be way bigger had it not been for them taking, you know, the draft picks that they got when Kotkaniemi went to Carolina right. and swung right. that, you know. And I think another guy up the middle there that I'm curious on is Jake Evans. You know, before he got hurt in the Winnipeg series, when I watched him all year, and remember last year, you know, I I watched you know, that's all we watched was the Canadian teams. And I, you know, they played the flames nine times. So yeah, I think, I don't think that loss is as big, but it's the Dino loss is bigger, way bigger for me than the Kai Kanyemi loss at this point. So here's a quick one, Ottawa. This shouldn't take too long. (laughs) I like Ottawa. Really? I like Ottawa a lot. I don't think they're ready, but Ask the Calgary Flames how much they enjoyed playing Ottawa last season. They cost the Flames a playoff spot. And they, in the last three months of the year, they caused a lot of havoc. DJ Smith, excellent coach. They've got great young pieces. I don't think the Brady Kachuk situation is the way that they wanted to kick things off because as we speak on this podcast, he's still unsigned. He's a massive piece. And, They'd like to hope a massive piece for a long time, but I like what I like what Pierre Dorian and that group is doing. And as yeah. long as you know Matt Murray needs to have probably a better year from start to finish, but they're going to be a tough out. And and I think they still probably need another year before they're like legit. And the other problem that Ottawa has, they're in that Atlantic Division too. So yeah. good luck to you. Yeah, they're in tough. Okay, uh, three more. Let's go to the Jets. I'm a huge. I, I'm not. A, I don't a fan of, of a team, but I like their core. They brought some good pieces in the back end. Where do you? See, I think they're the top yeah, team out of the North. I, I just or out of the North, North all the Canadian teams. Sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you, Drew. I, I really am. I think in adding Brendan Dillon, um, Nate Schmidt to the back end with, you know, players like Hainola on their way up they've really taken care of the one element of their team that's been in flux. 
yeah. salary cap crunch. They had to move on from guys, the Bufflin situation. Um, they're a really good team. They they're are, big, they're heavy. big, they're heavy. They can play it any way you want. Vezina caliber goalie and Hellebuck yeah. when he's right. But, but those two additions on defense, the defense has finally started to catch up to the forward group. Yeah. And if you haven't drafted anybody yet, and I'm not a fantasy guy, but if I was, I would say to you and your viewers and listeners, take Nikolai Ehlers. Yep. I, I, would I, think, agree. He, I think he might get 40 this year. I see it. Oh, yeah. Goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, to, I totally agree with you. Boy, yeah, that, if, team, if last night is any indication and what I've seen from him over the years, yikes. <laughs> The, All right. The, the dynamite Dane is pretty good. Yeah, he's a he's a hell of a player. Two more left here. Uh the Canucks oh, and then uh, Troy's Edmonton Oilers. Uh two left here. So we'll go to the Canucks first, Pete. I I don't have a whole lot on them, but I that's why we're that's why you're on the show today. Just okay. Um, I think they're much improved. I'm a massive Travis Green fan. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I thought everything that could have gone against them last year did incredible expectations coming off that wonderful run in the bubble in the previous season. Um, you know, they've taken care of business signing Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. Um, you know, they've made some other good additions. So I, I like, I like, the, I think, you know, potentially it might be Calgary and Vancouver battling, you know, for a playoff spot and, I think Vancouver is going to be much improved. I, I, I really, really do. All right. I'll, I'll let Troy ask this one. My Oilers. How are we doing? I, I, uh, I'll another, tell you what I think. Uh, another quick. Oilers guy. You go first. We need a goaltender. Okay. We beefed up our back end, so I'm happy about that. Yep. We have all the offense in the world. Really, we do. We, we, you do. We need a goaltender, and that's... You didn't get very many, I noticed, in the playoffs last year when you could have used one or two. That was last year, Peter. That was last okay, year. all right. This is right. this year. I'm a, you know, I have to give you a little poke. Oh, I know, I know. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? I'm just curious. As a lot of people in Regina, like they... There's lots of Oiler fans here. In oh, listen, I, there's... I mean, there's... It's 50... It's probably 40-20 between Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, right? So... Well, Edmonton, listen, Toronto. you know, I've lived in a lot of places, including Edmonton for three years, did a bunch of Oiler games in the mid 2000s, too. Um, I think they're much better. I really do. I, I think I think the Fogel ad is yeah. underrated. I really do. I think he's going to give them good physicality and good depth, going to really add to that. Um I would say this to you, Troy, I understand the goaltending situation and I'm one. More I'm, year. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on a different page there. I think the real key in Edmonton is going to be one defensive pairing, Duncan Keith and Cody CC. If they stay together, we'll see if Bouchard can grow his defensive game enough to get top four type of minutes. Um, offensively off the charts defense still trying to 
find his way as a young blue liner. But that old Wolverine, Duncan Keith at 38, <laughs> if, if that pairing can give you a solid 20 minutes a game, because yeah. you know this as a fan, Adam Larson, a really underrated, another one of those underrated defenders. That's a loss for them, for sure. Bear is a loss, different kind of player. So, you know, no, I feel bad for them. No cleft bomb again. I think but done. but if, if that middle pairing can really solidify the top four, they're going to be miserable to deal with. Yeah, it should be a fun season, I think. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice looking at the Canadian teams and not going, okay, well, they're last, they're second last. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's a lot of parity between all, all Canadian teams. Yeah, and after watching <laughs> them the other night, just in case you guys want an update, Connor McDavid hasn't gotten any slower over the summer just yeah news just in you got faster maybe <laughs> he, i'm not sure that's fast. possible but all right Pete. i have three questions all jamble in the one okay we're not going to rush you off the show here but i do well, have you to can i know i have to, no, I have to I tend... take up a lot of time I, no, no I this is perfect i have to attend a hockey meeting with my club in like 25 20 minutes here anyhow okay, I'll, we're I'll, gonna have you I'll... on again but I'll here's my three questions. Strike. Okay. Quick thoughts on Bedard. Connor Bedard. He's like, shit. Uh, well, we'll uh, Mag Magic hands. What a performance he put on in Texas as a double underage. Goalie scored in the final after missing the penalty shot. Maybe one of the great goals I've seen for quite some time. Gets to the middle, backhand shelf, 50 feet. Brought me off my couch down here, yelling and screaming. Um, and, and I think he's going to be on our team in Edmonton at the World Junior. He's so, a yeah, I think he, so he's too. a special guy. He's worth the price of admission, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, in <laughs> junior hockey, beyond belief. And yeah. the and I know you got to run, but here's my big pet peeve: go watch Connor Bedard every chance you can in person when you can pay 25 bucks or whatever they're yep. charging these days instead of 350 bucks in about two years plus yeah. the 150 dollars gas money from regina because we don't have a local team right <laughs> plus hotel plus yeah you know what i'm saying I yeah know no you're going, my friend exactly that's okay nail in the head okay um this one here is how much are you golf are you good at it do you like it walk us through it quickly i used to love it <laughs> now i stink <laughs> that was as 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 i i didn't even take a club out of the bag this year oh, until wow. the flames annual tournament yeah tough summer at home lost my father-in-law um i don't like the game very much anymore and the reason i don't like it very much anymore is because as i joked with you guys before we started I was better at seven years of age at Wildwood <laughs> Golf Course in Saskatoon than I am now. It's like I like I was never good. But at one point in the mid-90s, I probably played three, four times a week in Saskatoon. You know, I was never better than probably an 85 guy, but, you know, I didn't embarrass myself. Yeah. Now I embarrass course. myself. <laughs> I got, but I I'll got... get at some point, I'm going to take some lessons, give it one more run. And if it doesn't work, it's over. Well, I you, am come, you come to Regina, Pete and Drew will give you some free lessons. He's quite the quite the stick. So 
Okay. I've got one question for you. Ask your last one. This is going to sure. be a fun one. Okay. Celebrity death match. One winner only. Who's coming out of the ring? Peter Labardius, Rod Peterson, or Bob Stoffer? Oh, Bob Stoffer. <laughs> <laughs> depends what kind of death match it is. Oh, good answer. Yeah, good answer. Yeah. Okay, here's my last one for you, Pete. And like I said, I, I want to do this again. I know, Troy, we, we've had a lot of fun today, and we want to do it again with you if yeah. you'll come back yeah, on. No problem. Yeah, for sure. You know, we always ask this question, and, you know, just some advice for a young listener today listening, you know, whether they want to be a pro hockey player, because you've seen a lot of it, you know, be a doctor, be a pro broadcaster, yeah. you know, whatever in life, be successful. Uh, just some advice for a young listener today. For a young listener today, it's it's pretty simple for me, and that is um, move towards your passion. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Take advantage of any mentorship situation that comes on your way. Understand that your passion and your work will take you a long way, and that while you may have a lot of ability in the social media era and look things up on your phone era. Yeah. I still believe there is nothing like being there, experiencing it, learning from one thing for me has never changed. I always want to learn from people who are better and know more than I do. That's the message. It's a great answer. Yeah. Well said. Um, well, Peter, let it, let I said earlier, you know, we appreciate coming on today. Um, you know, best of luck to you and the flames, uh, this season. I know, I know it hurts Troy for me to say that, but, uh, okay. He's really not that worried down there. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to do this again down the road. Uh, Troy, anything before we let uh, Peter go here? Just want to say thank you again, my friend. Uh, I've been trying to get you on the show for quite some time and I'm really glad you took, you know, some time out of your day to join us. My pleasure. And go storm, go. Thanks, Pete. Okay, guys, be well. Take care. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. All right, episode 93 with Pete Lombardius. Uh, rip, I know you weren't here for this one, but Troy and I took over the interview for that one. Uh, a lot of fun with Pete. Like I said, he all the way from starting out in Estevan to to where he is now. So he's had a, quite the career. Uh, a lot of fun with him. Good stories. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously you didn't hear, but, you know, you you know who he is. So, I don't know. Any quick thought on uh, um, Peter? I don't know. Pretty cool. It, always to hear from, like, commentators and stuff like that. You know, I've been spending a lot of time with James Gallo and and These guys are, like, these guys are very intelligent, man, and know the sports so well and even – honestly almost even better than the coaches yeah um, they study it they study it so much and they know every player like i bet she could tell you players that he called one game but like he knows them and knows their stat lines and shit like that like these guys are 
very intelligent humans. So I don't know. It'll be cool to listen to. Yeah, no, you're nailed on the head there. Uh, speaking of hockey and, you know, we are golf and sports. So let's talk about some of the signings this week. I know you have them on your uh, computer there. So why don't you rip them off? Yeah, Mika Zabinajad. Oh, Zabinajad. Nailed it the first time. Yeah. Don't set and dash yourself. You're, you're way too smart for that. Am I? MVP. Big call. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> Signed an eight-year, $8.5 million year or contract. It's a lot of tacos. Yeah. That's a lot of tacos. <laughs> Um, that's a good price. I think the years are too much. You agree? Twenty-eight years old. And it was eight years. What? Eight year, eight point five. Yeah, maybe a year too much. But I mean, fuck. I mean, that guy's good though, and he's, yeah, he is. he's, he's, he's helped out. I think at the latter portion of his career, he'll dwindle off. But I mean, the first five, six years, I think there'd be there's a lot there to have. For sure. Yeah, he's a leader too. I think he's uh, is he the captain there? I don't know he's got I a letter. I wonder another thing. I think he's got a, he's got a letter for sure. But yeah, he's a leader there, so that's a good one. And he's a DJ in the room. Is he? Oh yeah, he just all he plays is uh techno. Oh. Techno. <laughs> what uh, else is up? Next one, James Neal. One year. The real deal. Yeah, the real deal. Seventy five K. Seven seven hundred and fifty K. That's seventy five K. Fuck. Shut her down. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, where do you go? Uh, to St. Louis. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I like that, actually. Yeah, he came on as a tryout, I think, and then worked his way in. Oh, he scored a hat-trick one game, so Nicest helps. jibs in the league. It's probably been fixed 900 times. They're all fake, but they're nice. Just pearly whites. Yeah. Shiners. Well, if I, I got my teeth paid for it, it'd be easier. They, they, they look <laughs> good, too. They're all different colors now, though. What, um, who else is on that list? There? I know there's a big one on there. Barkov. Okay, this one we got to talk about because this is unbelievable. Eight-year, ten sheets. There's not a question in the world that I wouldn't pay that guy. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that guy is worth every penny. Top three best two-way forward. Oh, yeah. And he's people don't realize how good he is because he plays in Florida. Yeah. He's nasty. So good. And he's a horse, too. Big, mean, strong, and nasty. Yeah. $80 million. Yeah. Well worth it. As they say, as Gunnar Stahl says in Mighty Ducks, two minutes, well worth it. Or as you like to say, that's a lot of tacos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is that all the signings there? That's all the, you know, major signings that happened this past week. All right. Kachuk still hasn't signed yet with Ottawa. Eh, that'll come. I'm yeah. sure it will. Who knows? I hope so. I mean... I think they need that guy there, but they also, I know there's a, what was they're saying? There's a, there's an article or something they're talking about, like, if you don't pay the, your draft picks eventually, they're just going to leave. You know, you used to look at um, Carlson, uh, who's before those guys. So Benerjad was a guy that left there yeah, as well. Like, Ottawa could have been so dirty. If you just don't pay those guys, they're going to leave. Yep. So, I mean, I'm not a GM of a team or owner, but probably would pay Brady Tuchuk pretty solid guy for that team agree i would i would 100 agree with you all right rip episode 93 recap there um, it is 93 dougie gilmore dougie dougie gilmore that is a good good hockey player yep or was never yeah um okay what else is up rest of the week here before we shut her down um nothing just school skating every day and home opening weekend this upcoming weekend here where can people come watch you uh, the Cooperative Center. Some people don't live in the city, so maybe explain. It's in Regina. 
Dr. Regina. Cooperators, who are you playing? I don't know. Play McEwen. Grant McEwen out of Edmonton, Alberta. They're a new team to the league, so. All right, there it is. Check there. out the Cougars Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, the Cooperators. Um, we play Wednesday. Come on out if you want. Other than that. To the tin. What do you call it? The foil dome. Foil dome. <laughs> All right, Rip. Always a pleasure talking to you. We'll talk to you next there week. There it is. Everyone else, enjoy your Monday. Enjoy the podcast. Talk next week. Peace. See ya.